Hello. I filmed two... Filmed. No. I've recorded two of these in the last day and just haven't posted them. Because this is what I do. But... <laughs> I just saw something that made me really happy. So, I'm going to... Part of this will be me complaining about my job. Because... I just need to kind of go all in on on venting about that into like the internet um, before going back to work tomorrow and then but uh, the Super Bowl is going on right now and so there was a new commercial for the um, the Bucky TV I call it the Bucky TV show because Bucky being a part of the show is the only thing that has any like value and that is coming from someone who that just is because I love Bucky so much and because he was treated so badly by um, the Russos who wrote and direct the last two Marvel films that he was in um, the last two Marvel films like period that they've had so far um, so I yeah, I I just, I really love him, and I say that because it's actually called The Falcon and The Winter Soldier or something, because it's the Sam and Bucky show, and Sam is definitely an important part of it, and I actually really like Sam, but I just love Bucky so much, so that's, like, what I concentrate on. So there's just a trailer for it, and it, it made me so happy, and part of it is just Part of the happiness is also, like, kind of sad because it's, like, we were treated, like, Bucky fans were, and, like, Bucky as a character was just treated so badly in the last two Marvel films, especially, particularly the last one in Endgame, that seeing, like, these little bits of his character that make a lot of sense, that seem actually in character for him, is, like, amazing, to me and to most like I know like my Twitter feed is basically like people exploding about the show and so and I know I follow a bunch of Bucky fans and we're all basically in the same place of just being so happy that this show is going to be on soon um I remember before COVID happened it was supposed to start like right after my birthday which was would have been like an amazing birthday present but I can wait until March 19th that's not that far away from here. And it's like, an, it, honestly, the fact, to that, like, something will be, like, on air. Like, it will be coming out every week on Disney Plus that I can look forward to watching. That has, like, my favorite, one of my favorite fake people in anything ever made. <laughs> um and, like, I get to watch him, at like, at least, I don't even know how many episodes of, of the show they're going to have. I would guess at least, like, eight, seven, eight episodes of this show is going to be on. And I get to watch, like, him for that many weeks in a row. Like, that's, and have that, that much kind of content and development with his character. Like, that's fucking amazing. Um, so... I did an episode a couple months ago where I ranted about how badly the Russos treated Bucky as a character and the actor Sebastian Stan even, like they didn't, so I don't want to completely go into that because that is just, 
I'm like eternally going to be really angry about how they treated him. Um, cause it was just awful, <laughs> uh, beyond awful, but even with like, but one thing I will, like, it's so one part of it I will mention is like, basically if you've never seen or you don't care about Bucky as much as I do, I care about him so much because he is probably, as far as I know anyway, he's the only character in kind of like the Marvel or like kind of the science fiction fantasy worlds like Star Wars and things like that that I always enjoy, who basically canonically has PTSD. And uh, canonically basically means like when there's like a like, when you write, like, a book or do a TV show or a movie or whatever, things that happen in it, like, when something happens in it, it becomes canon, which basically just means that it's, like, official. Like, some this thing is, is how this ended or what happened with this character, and there's no, like... Because part of the whole fandom experience that is, like, the fun of it is that fans have sometimes wiggle room with things like what you can like unless the show or whatever definitively tells you that this is that is not true that this is what happened people can like write fan fiction and do all these kind of things to kind of almost fix um fix endings for characters or something that happened at the end of a movie or we can speculate about what the characters do that are kind of off screen time um and, like, just as an aside, when Endgame, the last Marvel movie, came out, people who love Bucky and Steve were so angry that there was over a thousand fan fictions being written on their tag every day <laughs> for, like, over a week because people were just... It was really bad. Basically, the, their whole story was... Their friendship was, like, the, the main story for both of their characters. It was what helped them keep going. They're the only people, like, they're the only people they had who, like, experienced what they did was basically, like, being alive during World War One and then becoming, like, this superhero almost thing. And on Bucky's side, he had to go through that, like, against his will and was horribly, horrifically tortured and traumatized for, like, 60 years. But... Like, nobody else could really understand kind of what everything that they went through, but they always stuck together. Like, Steve basically, like, fucked up the Avengers and made all these things happen um, because they were going after Bucky and wanted to throw him into prison for something that ended up not even being his fault, that someone was trying to make it look like he did it. Um but either way, like, it was kind of like the damage was already done. But, like, all that happened because of Bucky. And then in the last movie, uh, the Endgame movie, at the end, like, they were barely in it. Like, Bucky was barely in it. They barely had any scenes together. And then at the end of the movie, Steve, like, leaves and goes back in time to, like, have this other life with um, his, like, heterosexual, basically, uh, love interest. And just abandons Bucky to have to go through life alone now without anybody who really understands him or knew him or knew anything about him so yeah it was really awful um and Bucky was really he he hardly was what you would call in character because he was hardly even there but 
the important part is like after the movie was out the directors and the writers would talk about how he has PTSD so you like can't trust him because he might like snap and become like a serial killer like that's what happens when you have PTSD like what the fuck it was it was really bad but like so what I was saying about canon is basically that like you can say that basically almost everyone in the Marvel movies would probably have PTSD in some way because things because every like superhero has like usually has a hard life or hard upbringing or something traumatic happened to them in order to that's a whole story of people like that like you see somebody struggle so you want you want them to be the ones that are kind of like endowed with these like amazing powers because they're good people and they'll use them to help people instead of like someone who would use those powers for something not good um so but like Bucky's the only one that it's literally like in character like part of canon that he has PTSD because of being tortured for 60 years to the point where he was where he forgot he was even a person and forgot who he was didn't know his name or anything about himself he basically was just depersonalizing so hardcore all those years because of how painful every second of every day was when he was awake because all every time he was awake he was being tortured and that's like the story of his character that's not over exaggerating that's literally like what they told us he went through um so he's he's super special to me because he's a character in that kind of world that literally he has ptsd but he's also a superhero and he goes through so much and so watching him go through all of that just for Steve to leave him was horrible so when they announced this show it was like the chance to have someone really go in depth with his character in the way that the movies never did because there's so much there that he would be going through that they never had the time really to go into that they can go into now and just in this trailer alone one part of it's cute because him and Sam are, like, in therapy, basically, because they don't get along, and so the first thing you hear is, like, their therapist saying, like, to Bucky, like, why, what does Sam do that, that is hard for you to deal with, or something like that, like, you know, a question that a therapist would ask you, and they show these clips of them going on, like, their, like, superhero adventures, where they're going off trying to find like the bad people whoever it is and Bucky asking if there is a plan and Sam saying there is but like not telling him what the plan is and he just looks so upset and aggravated and it's just like will you just fucking tell me what's going on basically and that is like already that like three second clip is already more in character than he was in the last two Marvel films because that makes complete sense. Like, Bucky has PTSD. People who are traumatized, and especially people who have PTSD, don't like surprises. We don't like being surprised. Like, a week ago, I was, like, fucking crying in, um, in one of the episodes because I was talking about how one of the building managers in the place that I live in came by to basically bitch at me because the person who dropped off my food, like, I don't know, she was annoyed that my food was in our lobby, and she was just being 
bitchy for whatever reason. I don't know. But either way, the fact that she came to my apartment and when I wasn't expecting anyone to be here and then showed up and was, like, being confrontational and and trying to, like, basically trying to find a reason to start an argument with me um, totally threw me off. Like, I spent the whole rest of the day, like, off and on being scared and not being able to calm down or feel like I was safe in my apartment because of that, like, three-minute interaction. And it, like, was really... I was crying on here because I was really frustrated, but, like, that's what happens with people who have have gone through trauma and especially people who still have PTSD that we don't like it we like knowing what's going to happen we like knowing what the plan is we don't like I think it's funny that like uh for astrology to go into that like my sister is a Capricorn and one of the things of Capricorn or like earth signs is that they're usually more organized and she definitely is like she's the one that always whenever we go do something she always has like she'll have like a plan figured out and she'll tell me like okay I'm gonna come pick you up and then we'll go here and then here and then here and like there's and like all the times that we went on like road trips or we would go on vacations together or whatever she would research like everything and then come back to me and just ask me certain questions like oh what do you want to do when we go here or would you want to do this or that? Or, like, what's a thing that you really would want? And, um, but she, like, organizes all of it and then tells me exactly what we're doing. And it's really um, comforting because even if it's, like, we're going to, like, the times when we went to, like, Florida, it was, like, go, we would go to Florida and then this day we're going to go to Universal and this day, these two days, we're going to go to Disney. And that was, like even though that was, like, basically the extent of the plan, because we didn't, we didn't want to be one of those people with, like, a, a, like, a, a a clipboard that has, like, every minute of every day scheduled, but, like, we just know that that's around the time, that's what we plan to do. It's, like, it was just really, it's really comforting to have somebody there who figures all that stuff out, and had, and I know what to expect, and things, like, aren't up in the air. So, in this trailer, having Bucky, like, be frustrated and annoyed and mad at Sam makes a lot of sense that he would be annoyed by him not telling him what the plan is, because he would, he wants to fucking know what the hell is going on, and, um, which fits with his PTSD, and it also makes sense for Sam to not tell him what the plan is on purpose, because, and to almost, like, poke at him and kind of test him to see what he would do. Because that's just how Sam is. And, like, and that's in character with how Sam was with Steve. Like, Steve, when, like, Steve also, like, they don't, they aren't as, like, obvious about Steve having PTSD as they are with Bucky. But Steve definitely would have it, too. And, like, when Steve became friends with Sam, like, he kind of got him to start... Sam was always, like, this person he had in his life that was just a really good friend that kind of would kind of almost, like, test him in ways. Like, he tried to get him to, like, be a part of life instead of just kind of existing and was, like, watching out for him. That's part of why Sam didn't, like, doesn't like Bucky is because Steve, like, completely upended his life to save Bucky's life and defend him from all of these people that he saw as friends. But... Um, 
but like he kind of he did the same kind of thing with Steve but like Steve and Bucky are not the same people so like he could he could do that kind of stuff with Steve and it wouldn't and Steve would kind of be like okay I kind of like this because here's this person that is trying to get me to like take care of myself or meet new people or someone that I can depend on and things like that but like the dynamic but Bucky is a completely different person and he's been through different things than Steve was than Steve had been through so like Sam like needling at him isn't as like like it that would be something that Bucky could take for a while but would also at some point just get like pissed off about it in the in a way that Steve wouldn't so it's just cool to see like and I know that's like the bar is set so low but look the last two Marvel films especially Endgame were fucking awful awful for Bucky I can't even put into words how awful they were so the fact that in this trailer that they showed him being in character and they showed Sam being in character and them interacting together in a way that made sense for both of the people that they are is so exciting it's like so exciting and I I'm like really excited for this show and I think that there this show could be really good um because I feel like uh I feel like the basic story of this show is like people of these like of Sam and Bucky and like others too but those two having to kind of grapple with the legacy of Captain America um when they don't want to and they don't really want a part of it because like I know from what I've read about the show is that they're going to go into how like the the whole storyline of the show is basically that the government doesn't want Sam to be Captain America because of racism and they want like this whatever white dude to be to be uh Captain America instead and like Sam would likely have a hard time with the whole idea of being Captain America after since he's a black man and considering like what America has done to black people do you really want to be like a beacon of patriotism and stuff when and like before a country that's treated you so badly and um and then there's like Bucky's side is like he didn't know who he was he had like he went through the whole thing that that everyone who has PTSD and trauma and stuff go through that once he got away from his abusers he had like completely forgotten who he was and um didn't have any like he didn't have any idea who he would who he could be like Steve as like his bestest friend and just the person that he loved the most was the only constant that he had in his life and Steve just left him and like he but he wouldn't want to take over Captain America because uh, Bucky never even liked Captain America like he didn't want Steve to be Captain America Um, like he didn't like the whole Captain America thing and him taking the identity of like his best friend who just abandoned him and left him when he had just started to have a when he just started having a, a time where he could like figure out who he is um, outside of everything else that had happened to him, like, yeah, he wouldn't want to take on that role either. So, 
it has the potential to be a really good show and really dive deep into those characters. So for now, I'm just so happy. I feel like no matter what happens on the show, as long as they don't go completely insane, that it can never be as bad as Endgame. Like, nothing can really... Nothing can really be as bad as that. Like, I might eat my words later <laughs> saying that, but I feel like like the only way that people like Bucky fans can go from here is up because in the, like even if you just ignore everything else it's multiple episodes of a show that is based around his character and how he interacts with Sam and the world and just the fact that he is one of the two main characters he's going to have like more attention and be able to dive into who he is and what he wants and things that his character has never gotten before which is so nice (sighs) okay so if you don't want to listen to me complain about my job this is now the time to stop listening but I just I just needed I just need to I I know I need to just kind of say this stuff because it's bothersome because all last week I was so in such like a sad depressed place like I just felt really sad every day like I did my work but I just didn't know what I was doing and would cry off and on and was just feeling a lot and um and this weekend I haven't felt like that and I know it's because I haven't been working that I've had like free time in order to just sit here and relax and think about things and figure out what I am feeling or what I'm going through or what I think I need to do in order to feel better or figure out my life or whatever. Um, But it's just so like I I'm so frustrated that I have to go back to work already tomorrow and that's the whole like cycle or whatever will just start over again like mercury retrograde is still going on so likely my bosses will still be confusing as fuck and that like retrograde is still going to be happening for another two weeks so that's not going to get any better anytime soon and it's just super frustrating it's the i know that this is like the definition of millennial and like generation z and stuff Um, life as an adult but it's so frustrating to work at a job where they literally don't give a flying fuck about you not one not one fuck they don't care at all and like I know that that's always part of the deal when you work for an employee like or when you work for a job you're an employee so Even when I've worked at places where I've gotten along with my boss, there's always also the point of remembering, like, this is my boss. They are, like, the person that decides whether or not I still work here. So even if we get along, there's always, like, that thing of remembering, like, but this is a professional relationship. and, um, And there is kind of, like, that whole back and forth. Like, I remember, like, the the attorney that I worked for that was just a sole practitioner attorney I really he was the nicest attorney I 
always kind of wish that I didn't leave his office, but I didn't have insurance and I didn't start going to therapy until I had insurance. So I know that it was best for me to go to a job that had insurance, even if it ended up not being good for me. But, uh, he was, he was a nice person and he, he taught, he treated me nicely and kind of let me just work and do my own thing and was very flexible and if I needed time off he would let me have off and it was a very low-key like relaxed kind of work environment but even with him like I remember um one of the friends that I don't talk to anymore uh we met in person and we, we used to meet up like every Friday and have dinner at like a random place where I live in Milwaukee um because she lived here at the time and had never been to like any of the you know the small businesses around here that have really good food because Milwaukee actually has really good food and uh, she hadn't been like anywhere so we used to just kind of I used to just pick random places and we would meet up there every Friday after work and have dinner and one of the nights we did that I was telling her about how I was applying for the job that I ended up getting and she was thinking that I should tell my boss about it. And I was like, I really like him. But in the end, he's still my boss. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing of telling him about this job interview when there's a, a good chance that I'm not going to get this job. Like once if I get this job, then I'll tell him. And uh, once I tell him why, because of health insurance, he'll understand because he's a nice person. But that's part of the whole thing. So... <sighs> Like, I've had jobs like that before, and that's fine. Like, I can handle jobs like that um, when they are still nice to you and treat you like you're a person and you matter. But this job is, like, like part of me is always wrestling with the fact that the job that I, the things that I do all day is not, like, it's not challenging. And by that, it's not, like, intellectually challenging it's pretty uh, clear cut. Like we just call places and annoy the fuck out of them about whether they've sent us medical records or not. That's basically all that we do. And so it's not hard. Like you follow like the basic script that they give you and you just repeat it over and over again. But so that's part of like my own, um, I get, I think guilt that I get so frustrated with this job because I'm like, the job of what I'm doing is not hard. But at the same time, like, they don't pay me, they don't really pay us, like, a wage that's actually an actual living wage. Like, I don't make $15 an hour right now. Like, if minimum wage is passed, they'll, they'll like, have to raise our, how much we make at our job because... We don't even make minimum wage. And, like, $15 an hour is, is like, not really a livable wage when you live on your own like I do. But it is at least something. And, um, and it, whatever it would be would be more than what I make now. So it's, it's just one of those things that, like, I spend, like, Monday through Friday, like, nine hours a day doing this job that I'm not very good at, that I hate doing, and... I don't really get that much out of it. Like, I I get, like, you know, a paycheck every two weeks. 
that helps me pay my bills and my rent and stuff, but it's not, it's, it's pretty close a lot, most of the time. And like money wise with being able to afford all of it. Like I usually can't afford absolutely everything on time. And, um, like I'm supposed to get two weeks of, I think two weeks, at least a week or two weeks. I can't remember honestly a vacation time a year, but it takes so long to like earn that vacation time because you only get like a third of an hour every every week or something like that so like it's been a month and a half of this year and I have like seven and a half hours of pay time off right now so like if I wanted to take like just like a mental health day like I've wanted to for the last couple weeks I don't even have enough right now to get off for that entire day and be paid for like an entire eight hours. I would only be paid, granted I would be paid for like seven hours and like seven and a half hours instead of eight, but it's still, and like, and if I do that, then I don't have any more um, pay time off and it would take another like two months for me to get any, any more to be used for like in another entire day. And like, what if, you know, once, what if I have like a doctor's appointment after I have a doctor's appointment in March with my plastic surgeon, like what if they want me to go back for another one again, then I wouldn't have any pay time off for that. And I would just not get paid again. And, ugh. and it's just, it's more of just like, this is a full-time job and I don't even have enough paid time off where I can even use it for the first, like, you know, six months or whatever of the year. That's stupid. And, like, they do give, they do have United Healthcare for health insurance, but, which is nice, but it's like, but they also, uh, but I also, but they also charge us like two hundred and sixty dollars, two hundred and sixty, two hundred and eighty dollars a a month, in order to pay that. And like I know, a, compared to like other people, that's not that much. But it is a lot when it's just me. Like I don't have any kids. I don't have like, you know, a spouse or something like that. Like I know the health insurance can get crazy when you have like your spouse and your children on your plan, but it's just me. So. The fact that, like, the health insurance is that much is kind of ridiculous. Like, at least I can, um, at least I can include it into my tax return. Like, it was one of the questions for a deductible this year of how much money do you pay towards health insurance of after, your in, after your employer pays. So, it at least got me, will get me something back in a couple weeks once that, once the U.S. government starts taking tax returns, but yeah, it's just, it's really frustrating to work at a job where they don't give a fuck about you, and they really don't. They, like, make it, they've made it super fucking obvious over the last month that they don't care about any of the people that are working for them. They, at least, I don't, like, the managers don't care at all, and, like, I knew that already because, I mean, they laid me off and basically kicked me out of the other department that I worked in because me and one of the lead managers didn't get along. And because I 
would like tell her like hey like you not telling us what we're doing wrong and just going to management is kind of shitty because we we can't ever fix our mistakes if you don't even tell us what they are and it makes and it's it feels terrible when we find out that you went to the you went to like our bosses and told a told them what we did wrong before you ever like came to us and asked us why we did something so we don't even have a chance to really talk about it uh and yeah it like figures that that would all happen once I actually got to a place where I was more confident in standing up for myself and like the people around me like if I had worked with that person um any other time in my life besides after I got treatment that never would have happened because I never would have even said anything because I would have been too scared to try to do that but I just feel like like that happened with that person and now the same sort of thing is happening with these people and like of just management showing that they don't and I know that's the whole thing of corporate America is that they don't actually give a fuck about you you don't they don't really treat you with any sort of respect they just expect you to be able to be like robots and work constantly when most of the time we can't and but it's still really frustrating to have to spend all of my time doing that and for and it's like for what so that I can have health insurance like health insurance is necessary but it's like what like there has to be something better than what I'm doing right now but I don't know what that would even be because you know even if I knew what that thing would be I wouldn't be able to like just switch and do it right now because of COVID I don't have a car especially because of COVID like any job that I would want to try to switch to wouldn't be hiring right now because of everything that's going on so it's like I'm just stuck in this shitty place working for people who always think that we're trying to do something that we're like cheating instead of thinking that their computer system just messed up yeah it's just silliness it's just I've just realized like over the last over the last two days like my mood has been a lot better and I'm pretty sure that that's a big part of why and it there really is no answer to that like there is no um like to bring what I was saying about Bucky back there's no plan like there's no route that I have to get out of it and this is probably the first time this has happened because of COVID like every other place that I've ever worked at that was a shitty job like I always kind of had a plan of escape in a way like when I worked at a grocery store I was in school so that I could get a degree and get a better job and not so I wouldn't have to work there anymore and when I worked for the super abusive attorneys that I worked for I was applying for like any job that would come up for the last like three months or so that I worked there until I finally got one and like um, that's pretty much like the places that like I wouldn't call like when it, me leaving like the nice attorney that I worked for 
like that was just me seeing if I could get health insurance when Trump was elected. Um, but and even when I switched to that bigger law firm, I the escape plan was basically going on short term disability leave and then seeing what happened after that and hoping that they would just that I wouldn't have to go back. And, you know, they fired me, so I didn't have to go back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's always kind of been this plan a general plan of this is how I could get out of there. This is the job that I could try to look for so I could switch to something else. But uh, this time there's, I don't even have a thing really to look for. Like I know what I want to do. Like I want to help kids that are being abused. And the best way to do that, that I know of anyway, is to work at like a homeless, not a homeless shelter, but that could help. But work at a domestic violence shelter but most of those aren't letting anybody in even to volunteer much less be you know um be hired as a a new person and most of those wants people that have some sort of like degree or experience working at a place like that before and while my all of my experience is my own life I've never actually worked at a shelter before, so it'd be easy for them to pick somebody else. Like, the one... It's frustrating, but the one shelter that I really like, it's it's not close by. It's like a 20-minute... Probably like a 20-minute, 20, 25-minute drive away from where I live. And they have a, pos- a position open that's like third shift where you work overnight and um do like little office things and answer the phones because they're they have a hotline that's open 24 hours because you know sometimes people call in the middle of the night and need to be picked up and they have people whose jobs it is to go and pick people up at their house to get them away if they need to get away uh, and like I could conceivably do that but I don't have a car, and the place is so far away, like 25 minutes car drive away, that I would have to take, I would have to take, like, a lift or something every day back and forth, and it would be, like, $40 a day to just go back and forth to work. Like, it wouldn't be worth it money-wise. Even if they paid me more than what I make now, which is likely, it still wouldn't be, it wouldn't like make a difference because I'd be paying like what like like $200 a week just going back and forth to work that that's not that doesn't make sense so it's like that's the only job that I that I could do with my the qualifications that I have but I can't do it because I don't have a way to get there and that's a big barrier. Um, and so I don't, and I, like I know that a couple months from now, hopefully the vaccine will be out for more people and maybe more positions like that in places that are closer to me will pop up, but I don't know if they will. And I guess it's just depressing to think that I'll be doing this, this position at this job for that long like when I started doing this call center job it was only supposed to be for like two months and I figured after by the time it was over they would eat like 
I figured in like the beginning of October they would like have me back doing the job that I was doing before or they would um furlough me again and like it was a good thing that they pushed it back like that because the month of October was when was was after I had my surgery and I had to have doctor's appointments pretty often for them to check my drains and my incisions and stuff so it was good that I had insurance the month of October um but after that it's just like it just seems to be going on forever like this was only supposed to be something I had to do for like two months and now it'll be like nine months if I go all the way to the end of April that I've had to do this job like it's been so long since I've done the job that I was originally hired to do that I actually am pretty good at doing and actually like doing and think it actually goes towards my like strengths and everything and I just feel like I'm never going to go back to that job because that lead person is just always going to find a reason to try to get them to not let me come back um and so I don't know what else so it's just like I just feel stuck doing this position that I don't like working with people around people that don't know me and part of it too I think is that it's nice that it's all online because I don't have to leave the house in order to do it but at the same time it's also like really kind of um like the person depersonalizing or just isolating because nobody from like the management that I work for and all the people that I work for we never like talked or really interacted so I don't know like nobody knows me and I'm just like a random name like nobody actually knows me or knows who I am or what I'm like like at my other job we interacted and we like they knew my personality they knew who I was it's that whole like fear that if something happened to me that like nobody would even call like the police to have them check on me because I don't have to leave the house to go to work and the people that I do work with barely even know who I am so they wouldn't be worried if I didn't show up they would probably just think that I was like you know doing no call no shows because I didn't want to do the job anymore they would probably call me a bunch of times but after that I doubt that they would care enough but like if I didn't show up at the other the first position I did they would know that I that was not normal for me and they would try to find out what was going on but it's that whole idea that even though it's nice that I don't have to leave the house to do it it's also like super isolating because nobody there knows me there's no like you know, you usually have coworkers you can talk to to kind of vent about the stupid things that your managers do and say. And there's none of that because nobody really, nobody knows each other there. There's none of that like camaraderie um, that you usually have at a job. So it's, it just sucks. And I don't like ever feeling like I'm trapped in a situation, but I currently that's what it kind of feels like like I'm just stuck doing this shitty job that doesn't treat me well 
until maybe one day something else comes along but there's no there's no like real timetable of knowing when that will even happen it's just mainly just hoping that something will Ugh.